Hi, and welcome to this Branschkoll podcast. Today I talked to Henrik Müller Hansen, the founder of Gelato. The first time I met Henrik, 10 years ago, he told me about his vision to build the world's largest print cloud and that it would save the printing industry. The journey has been long and demanding, and on the way Henrik has become more humble towards the many challenges that arise when you try to change a 600 years old industry. Today, Gelato creates opportunities for business owners and entrepreneurs all over the world, helping them produce and sell printed individualized products. And according to Henrik, Gelato is on its way passing 100 million euros in revenue next year. Henrik will tell the story of Gelato and give his view on how printing companies and entrepreneurs all over the world can find new business opportunities that are based on printed media. It's nice to have you here, Henrik. Welcome. Good to be here, uh, Ola. Thanks for having me. If you should describe Gelato in one sentence, what, what would that be then? The short version is the world's largest print cloud. Uh, today we're covering uh, 5 billion people with local production and distribution in 30 countries. Tell us about your background a bit and, and what your role at, at Gelato are today. Sure. So, so it's quite unusual for the print industry because I have no relationship whatsoever to the print industry, actually. I started in the telco business um, with Tele2. So I spent uh, six years with um, a group called Shinevik, which is in the Nordics, at least, um, the, the holding company for Tele2, Metro International, Modern Times Group, and so forth. A bunch of really successful uh, unicorns. So I spent my first uh, six years there, uh, the last three of them as CEO for Tele2 in uh, Norway. And um, I, I think what's relevant for that, um, uh, with that background for, for this specific podcast, is the fact that in Shinevik and in Tele2, the notion of owning assets, uh, that was not something we embraced. So our ambition was to partner instead with the companies that own infrastructure. So... When I was CEO for Tele2 in Norway uh, between 2003 and 2006, we partnered with the incumbent here in Norway named Telenor and just leased the capacity. So when I resigned and left uh, Tele2 in 2006, I actually literally had no clue what to do. So I bought a bunch of um, business magazines and and I I came across an article with a heading, uh, Printing for Peanuts and Making the World's Highest Profit Margin. And and the article was about a company named Vistaprint. And um, what stood out was, um, you know, what what actually was happening in the print industry. From the outside, you think that the print print industry is dying, but the more you read about it, or actually the more I read about it, the more interesting it became. So here are some things that stood out from that article. You know, macro volumes is going micro, analog is going personal, desktop is going mobile. And in the midst of all of this is the digital print industry. So that article was kind of the embryo for the whole gelato journey. Great to hear. So that was uh, almost 15 years ago. And you started as a service for consumers to print cards and and calendars and and, uh, photo products. And based on that, you uh, developed a platform for ways to do new business. Can't you tell us about uh, how that journey has been? 
Yeah, so let's take an analogy. So if you look at Amazon, they started with their um, uh, bookshop, right? And and what that helped Amazon to build was this uh, granularity in the network, uh, deliver with great quality on time, perfect customer service, and so forth. And from that book uh, store or bookshop, Amazon has turned into a platform company because they had the muscle memory, the volume, and the power in the delivery chain to take all of that and open it up and give other companies access to that Amazon platform. And in a way, you could say that we have done the same in uh, Gelato. So we started with a company named Print, which is a photo product company uh, with deliverables of uh, photo books, um, notebooks, uh, greeting cards, and so forth. And that actually enabled us to, uh, in 2012, move into this platformization that um, Amazon has gone through with um, first big global companies. And that service is called Gelato Globe. We have companies uh, such as uh, Hydro, uh, which is um, a big Norwegian company, Hydro in Norwegian. And we have um, other uh, companies such as Hexagon. And then in parallel with that, we also developed a platform business called Gelato API. And what the platform business does, it allows anyone literally to launch their own Optimal Print um, shop uh, overnight. So overnight, you get access to hundreds of print partners across the planet in 30 countries, and you can start to sell your own print products uh, over our network. Before this podcast, we talked about three areas uh, that are important when doing this uh, development of the platform. It's, you talked about billing, production and logistics. Can't you tell us what has been hard and what has been the hard things to do? You know, as I said before, I don't have uh, any relationship um, or background in the print industry. And uh, by the way, neither does um, any other person in this team. So we all come from companies outside of the print industry. Some examples are eBay, Skype, Tele2, Amazon, Bain, and so forth. The advantage with that is we come to this industry not with the legacy of, of printing and production, but with the legacy of software, billing, uh, distribution, and so forth. And the interesting thing with the print industry and what is happening right now is that consumer demand has shifted towards the advantage and the power of the digital print industry. Now, what that means is e-commerce is exploding. And with e-commerce comes the demand for personalized products. And there has to be someone producing all these personalized products. And that's the print industry. So the combination of our software platform and the new technologies that the print industry is representing thanks to Canon, Ricoh, HP, and excellent print partners that we have in our network, is that the consumer, you can have, uh, as one example, an entrepreneur in Toronto or an entrepreneur in, in uh, Shanghai, all of a sudden, over Gelato, be able to start and sell their products and their creativity to the whole world. It's We could not exist without the print partners. But also... Without Gelato, the print partners would not receive print volume and production volume from entrepreneurs all around the world. So we live in this symbiose um, uh, relationship, which I think is very powerful and, and um, important for the future of the print industry. So is this both for, for consumers and business to business or? 
we have um, all types of uh, customers. We have um, the entrepreneur from um, you know Stockholm, but we also have the big companies such as uh, Canva.com, which is um, a competitor to Adobe. It's um, it's a modern version of Adobe, uh, if I may say so, and also a, a more low-cost uh, software tool for designers all across the planet. So Canva today, they have about 15 million designers, and they tried to uh, launch Canva uh, with own production in India, but then we um, came in contact with uh, each other, and they um, were curious about what Gelato had built, and they started to use Gelato in countries such as Brazil and the US. And today we print for Canva.com in um, South Korea, Japan, Russia, France, Germany, Italy, US, Brazil, and so forth. Uh, so um, we have all types of um, customers. Interesting. I myself use Canva for for all my ads at Facebook and Instagram, and but you can also print from Canva. I hear. Yeah, I think this is this is another example of this platform economy we're living in because Canva is a software platform. We're a software platform. And then we have connected our platform to print partners all across the planet. And when you combine that whole thing, you get from a consumer perspective and an API customer perspective access to the whole world. And you can take your creativity, your ideas, and just share it with everyone, no matter where they live. You mentioned the the API. We will get back to that uh, a bit later. But first, I wonder about the the products that you have on your platform. You started really simple with business cards and and cards and and uh, brochures and things like that. But today, the last year, it has happened a lot. Tell me a bit more about that. It's again. You know, when when uh, the challenges do not rest in the products, the challenges for us have been about creating the billing system, securing the uh, workflows in the print houses, setting up a global distribution chains. That's what taken so long time. That's the last 15 years almost. And then, thanks to the new technology and the great partners we have, going from print on paper into mugs, uh, into wall art, and into clothing that we launched just a month ago. I wouldn't say it's easy, but that's not where the big complexity lies. It's actually for us, from Gelato's perspective, building that whole uh, glue that, that ties together the billing, the production, and the distribution. So what you're saying is that you can add any product uh, to this platform, uh, no matter what, what it is. Uh, what's I mean... Can it be big as Amazon or what are you thinking about that? If you look into the future with all the great um, technology leaps that Canon and Ricoh and HP and Kodak and, and so forth are representing, the short answer is yes. I mean, if you look at how you produce uh, clothing today, print on demand, how you produce uh, on demand books, how you look at 3D printing, we have transformed the whole industry, I would say, during the last 12 to 24 months. The capabilities that we can access very easily today are uncomparable to 24 months ago. So in the long run, and as I said before, if we solve the billing, the distribution and the workflows, what type of products we produce, that's not the difficult thing. That's not what's limiting the power and abilities of Gelato. So Amazon is a competitor or 
you, you often hear this competitor or partner or customer or supplier. I don't believe in the zero-sum game. I don't believe that for someone to win, the others have to lose. I think in the case of um, any company that are selling things online, uh, Gelato can be a, a partner for them. And in certain instances, of course, also a competitor. But with this giant opportunity that the whole graphical industry is standing before, I don't think you should move towards discussing competition or competitors. I think you should move towards discussing opportunities and partnerships and the rapidly increasing consumer demand for customized products. Let's talk about the API for a while uh, that you launched uh, a year ago. And uh, me thinking that took a while, maybe too long, to get the API out or, or even having an API before you had to, in a simple way, fill in a form on, the, on your web page to order something. But now it's easy to automate business, to connect your platform to other systems and apps in a very easy way. What took you so long to launch the API? Yeah, what took us so long? That's a good question. Um, again, I come back to this complexity about building this platform and connecting all the different pieces of our software. I think also when you speak about API, it has to be simple. It has to be easy. And the difficult stuff actually is not connecting to a print machine in um Canada or um, Russia, the difficult stuff is making that seamless for a consumer or an entrepreneur. So API is a way of just chatting and talking to our platform and use certain services that, that you want to access from Gelato, but with your own interface. So what we have done now is we've launched API last year. And now we're signing up about 100 uh, to 150 customers per day. And that could be anything from uh, entrepreneurs to bigger companies that want something printed or produced uh, on demand. Wow, 150 every day. That means if they give you volume to produce, that must be a, a rapid growing in production for you. Yeah, we are going through a, a very uh, interesting growth period uh, after a lot of hard work during uh, the last seven, eight years. I mean, if, if you look at what is happening around the world, partly due to uh, the COVID-19 and Corona pandemic we are all going through and suffering through, e-commerce and entrepreneurship has skyrocketed. Um, what is interesting in this situation is that companies that deliver the front ends, the e-commerce solutions such as Shopify and Etsy, they need someone that produces the products in the back end. And that uh, solution, one of those solutions, that's uh, Gelato. And, and we are in a way supporting these entrepreneurs and we are supporting uh, the trend in the e-commerce uh, industry that we are now seeing. You mentioned Shopify and Etsy, what's that? So Shopify and Etsy are two examples of solutions for you and I and anyone to activate their own uh, e-commerce shop. And that's, you know, again, the ability to be an entrepreneur and the tools you have access to as an entrepreneur, they have never been greater and they have never been better. Shopify and Etsy is one part of the solution, but it's not the total solution. Once you as an entrepreneur, let's say you are a designer operating out of Paris and you have these amazing designs that you want to sell across the world, 
you can reach consumers from a front end and a web page that is supported by Etsy or Shopify or other players. But in the end, someone needs to produce, ship and support with payment for those products. And that's where Gelato comes in. So the API, is that only for smaller companies like designers and and, uh, and others or do bigger companies or can develop new services on, on the API? It's everyone. Like it is you, uh, Ola, who can use uh, Gelato API, either going directly to gelato.com or you go to Shopify and Etsy and you download uh, our app and integration. But it's also for bigger companies. We have a company uh, named Mapiful in Sweden who used to print all of their uh, posters, uh, maps mostly, covering um, different uh, cities and countries and other uh, special objects for, for you as, as, a, as an individual. They used to print everything in Sweden and then ship around the world. Now they moved basically all of their volume over to Gelato and we support Mapiful in their global growth ambition with local production, local distribution, and they speak directly to our API, but they have their own web page. Okay, so so if you want to use the API, how do you do? You don't need to pick up the phone and, 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 and give you a call, or how do you do? Is it easy? You can either go to our webpage and just uh, download our code and directly start to speak with uh, Gelato, or you can go to, as I mentioned, Shopify or Etsy. You activate your store there, then you download Gelato app, and then you're connected to our API, and you can literally start selling overnight to 5 billion people all across the world. So you started as a consumer service, Optimal Print, and now... Optimal Print is a customer on the API. So does Optimal Print fits into to Gilato today or how is your view on that? So if we go back to the analogy with Amazon's bookstore, I, I think Optimal Print has played uh, the same role and is still playing the same role, which means that through Optimal Print, we get production volume, we build muscle memory. It's basically our high altitude training camp. But at the same time, you know, this optimal print business has grown into a quite sizable uh, business uh, doing millions of orders every year. So it has two roles. It, it feeds Gelato with uh, cash, but it also enables us to uh, empower our partners, build an, the, the production volume and, and the, the muscle memory needed to go and represent API customers all across the world. Because, you know, we take care of other companies' brands, so we cannot mess up. And that's why Optimal Print is so crucial in this whole equation and this whole journey of going from a consumer business to an API business. So in short, Gelato is very dependent on Optimal Print, and, and we learn a ton by having them as our largest API customer. So Optimal Print is not for sale then? Not that I know of. <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned this... Uh... Swedish Mappiful uh, company selling posters on a global market and they went from producing locally only in, in the Nordics to producing locally. That must be a big win from a sustainability point of view. Uh, I know that you have been thinking a lot about this and in the beginning it was not a big part of what you did but has this sustainability issue has been growing the last couple of years. And before this podcast, you mentioned a 
something you call ESG. Can't you collaborate a bit on, on that, please? I mean, um, we are just um, so well positioned for the whole environmental and sustainability trend we're seeing around the world. When it comes to the pure environmental aspect, meaning uh, reducing carbon emission, that is one element of um, ESG. And ESG stands for environmental, S stands for social, social impact, and, and G stays, uh, stands for governance. And so uh, the E we have spoken about, but so if we come to the S, I think it's like a, a two-sided equation. So on the one hand side, we are empowering entrepreneurs all across the world to reach a global community. So again, coming back to the very difficult situation that the world is going through with this pandemic, unemployment has skyrocketed in many countries. And through that unemployment comes a lot of entrepreneurship uh, supported by Shopify, but also supported by Gelato. So we help these local entrepreneurs to become global e-commerce players. The other side of the equation is that our print partners receive production volume that they would never have received without Gelato. So we're kind of feeding, you know, also the production partners with volume that um, can come from a single entrepreneur half around the world. And it is allowed, um, you know, the print partner to produce it more environmentally friendly, ship it overnight. Uh, and it's just a win-win equation, I think. You, me- you mentioned transportation as, as a part of it and, and for Mapperful, you, you did some kind of equation there where, where you, how much you shortened the transportation for in that case. Yeah, so, so we actually mapped the uh, orders before, before Gelato, where they printed everything in um, Sweden and shipped it to customers all across the world with the delivery distances after having moved the volume over to Gelato. And and per order, we reduced the delivery distances by 67%. I I think it was uh, somewhere equivalent to the distance between London and uh, Dubai. For every order in... in, uh... Exactly, for every single order. Interesting. Compared to other uh, companies in the the industry, you, you choose the way to not have your own production but to cooperate with the the printing industry that means that you are in strong relationship and and dependent on how those printers uh, are making their business how is it going for for them today and 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 also the how is how is your view on the printing industry and the development in in general i mean if we start with um, just why have we chosen the partnership model that's because that's what our cos- uh, consumers and customers want. There are a few consumers today that want um, uh, longer shipping times, uh, more expensive uh, production. They want uh, smarter, faster and greener. And in order to get access to smarter, faster and greener, you need to go local. So that's kind of the first element. It's customer driven. The second element is in order to identify what we consider to be uh, the best uh, print partners in each uh, market, we work closely with Canon, with Ricoh, with HP and other uh, machine vendors. And that allows us to kind of quickly identify the top players um, in each uh, market around the world. So what do we have then? We have our global software platform. We have a consumer demand that is surging for personalized and customized products, and we have great partners powered by, you know, the best machine vendors out there. 
that makes the whole greater than the sum of the individual parts. And, and that's the key aspect uh, of gelato. To your other question about you know, how, how do I look at the, um, the print industry and how are our print partners doing, I, I think that's um, a question you should, you should ask them. What I can say, I think that our print partners generally are really well positioned to tackle and embrace the rapid shift that e-commerce is now presenting the graphical industry with. So they love small micro production runs. They are very heavily invested into digital print uh, machines. And all of those things combined allows them to become an important part of this e-commerce trend that results in customized products produced locally. You mentioned uh, before this that you have around 100 partners uh, around the globe. If you are not a partner to Gelato, uh, how should you as a printing company look at Gelato? I think that the future for the print industry, and specifically then a, a printer, is not to try to do everything for everyone. So... We don't need to speak specifically, actually, about Gelato. You can take any print-on-demand player. As a printer, if I would be a printer, I would look at these print-on-demand platforms and I would view them as an opportunity to support your existing customer with new products and then also potentially in new markets where you previously have not been selling or supporting that customer. So, again... Technology provides us all with new opportunities and you do not need to own everything in order to support and deliver uh, to your customer the product or you know, the geographical location coverage. You just have to access the platforms out there. If you listen to the companies that, that produce paper for the printing industry, they... they are not that positive about the, the, the future and, and growth. But, but when I talk to you, I only hear about growth. How do you see the future for, for the printing industry and, and printed products? Again, I come back to, I always come back to, what is the consumer demand? How is the consumer demand developing? Everyone that we know wants more customized products. They want faster delivery. They want lower cost. And if they can, they also want it more sustainable. That's the opportunity that the graphical industry is standing before right now. Uh, I cannot speak for the paper manufacturing companies, but I could speak generally. Any supplier that is supplying uh, customized products will win uh, or absolutely be well positioned to win. But anyone that is offering mass-produced commoditized product is in for a challenge because price is going one way and only that way and demand is the number one driver for those um, trends. Yeah, and I I see uh, everywhere entrepreneurs, both in the printing industry and outside of the printing industry, develop new services and new products based on, on print and that are growing massively. And I mean, if you look in, in home decor, like posters, uh, new companies grow up everywhere in, in all over the world, very rapidly uh, selling loads of, of new products and makes a lot of money. Do you have any good examples in, in this area? Uh, I mean, it's interesting when you say printing, because 
perhaps that's m- misrepresenting what it's actually about. Because with all the new technologies that uh, we have been able to access, it's actually production in micro quantities. That, that is the print industry. And then if you print on clothes or if you print on pillows uh, or if you do 3D printed uh, objects, that is a consequence of the technology you can access, but the technology is quickly breaking down those barriers for how you define printing. In the old world, everyone equated printing to print on paper. In the new world, printing is actually production in micro quantities. If I listen to you and, and the things you tell uh, me here is that uh, you have everything in front of you, it sounds like. Uh, so uh, what is the vision? What, what will happen over the next five to ten years? And, and uh, what's around the corner? Well, first of all, it's um, you know to continue to listen to customers and, and uh, closely track the consumer demand um, and the trends there. But um, more specifically... You know, our vision is to let every human being on our planet create uh, and produce whatever they want and have that shipped uh, to your end address from, you know, as close as possible to your home. And, and of course, if you put it like that, and we go through the discussion we've had on this podcast with all the great technologies that are coming our way, the partnerships we have, the support from the big machine vendors, and propelled by then these e-commerce platforms and consumer demand, I don't think we've even started this journey. I, I do think that you know the lion's share of uh, Gelato's growth story is is ahead of us. Can you say the same for the for the printing industry? Well, I don't think the print industry is monolithical. You, you cannot look at this uh, from a black and white perspective. I, I think if there are clearly some challenges with the printers that represents, you know, commoditized, mass-produced, uh, macro volumes. I do, however, think that if you look at not the digital print industry uh, from the classic uh, perspective with print on paper, but the digital print industry with the perspective we have spoken about on this podcast, where printing is the production of micro quantities, then, you know, I think the print industry has never been better positioned to become an important part of the e-commerce trend and and the growth all across the world that is moving what used to be offline, online, what used to be macro to micro, and what used to be analog to customized and personalized. And, and in that shift, in that whole transformation, the digital print industry will be a pivotal player. From an economical point of view, how is uh, Gelato doing today? Well, I mean, we, we've um, uh, spent eight years uh, building this platform and opening it up to the outside world. And uh, we're undergoing an enormous you know, growth in, in, in demand. Uh, and we've been through most of it. Um, so last year, we did about um, 50 million euro revenue. This year, we're doing about 65. We, we uh, were instantly hit by the corona, but we quickly turned things around. And now, actually, we're growing faster than we have done in eight, nine years. And then next year, we have uh, our eyes set towards uh, exceeding 100 million euro uh, in revenue. 
uh, and but also continuing to you know expand in products, expand in geographical markets, and it's 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 a very exciting time. From an in- investment point of view, are you are you making money uh, on this business, or are you still investing in the future as you has been doing for many many years? I think um, it's a matter of defining, first of all, what you mean with making money, because if we would stop growing, we would make uh, a lot of money. Now, fortunately, with a surge in, in volume, we are accelerating our growth and we're starting to make money. So that is thanks to the eight years of hard work that we now have behind us and a surge in the customized products uh, demand all across the world. And, and we're just extremely lucky and grateful for how uh, we are positioned to help entrepreneurs to support Shopify and Etsy and other e-commerce players in the whole shift that um, uh, we're seeing around the world now. It's very interesting to to uh, discuss this with uh, you, Henrik, and, and we have been coming close to, to the end of this podcast. Is, this, is there something... Something more that you would like to add, uh, some message that you would like to, to send to the ones who's listening in the printing industry or, or anywhere else, entrepreneurs all over? Well, a, a couple of, of uh, <laughs> final uh, messages there. One, I don't think we've ever been in a more powerful position as an entrepreneur. When you look around and you see um, platforms after platforms helping you to reach a global audience at extremely cost-efficient ways... You know, you have AWS, you have Canva, you were uh, mentioning Canva, you have Shopify, you have Gelato. So literally, you know, the world is your oyster in a way. At the same time, of course, it's uh, hard work to build your own company. But I'll end with a story that makes it all worthwhile. So two weeks ago, I I was contacted by the Maori tribe uh, on New Zealand and um, one of uh, their spokespeople asked if if it was possible to to partner with Gelato and help artists and creative people uh, from the Maori tribe to reach the world with their art and their creativity. And they they had looked at Shopify and they had looked at Gelato to um, achieve this, uh, you know, uh, spreading of creativity. I must say that that was a pretty cool uh, phone call to receive. And it makes, you know, the whole journey and the last, especially the last eight years, uh, really, really worthwhile. So spreading art from New Zealand to anywhere in the world, uh, Sweden, Norway, and everywhere else. Great story. Yeah. And it would, I I would also say it would never have been possible without our print partners, right? Uh, I mean, we're extremely grateful. We're very proud of the work they're doing. Uh, And also, you know, if you look at our uh, customers and and consumers around the world and what they're saying about the quality and the delivery precision that our print partners uh, are representing and enabling, uh, this would never have happened without this strong partnership that uh, we have with our partners around the world. So thank you for that. Great. So uh, we must do a follow-up on this, of course. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.